They all ate and were satisfied. Good morning, Christian America. Today, we're going to discuss the feeding of 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. Christ feeds thousands. So let's not mess around with it. It's an important that you understand it. You have, it's important that we talk about the truth. It's important that we understand exactly what Scripture is saying here. Not metaphorically, but literally. Good morning, Christian America. So, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American Community and the Christian American T-Shirt Company. Coming to you on another Wednesday as we continue our journey through the New Testament, through the book of Matthew. Today, we're going we're gonna to cover Matthew chapter 14, and we're going to start on verse 13. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that every time, every Wednesday, we come to you to discuss a bit about Scripture. We take another step in the journey through the New Testament. We have started from the beginning of Matthew all the way through now. We're on Matthew chapter 14. And each one of these things, we, 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 go, we go story by story. We go bit by bit because it's important because there's so much to dissect. There's so many um, ideas that are out there that are contrary that people come up with that are contrary to what Scripture says. And so what we try to do is we try to, on Wednesday, we, we try to read exactly what was said in scripture and discuss what scripture is mentioning what scripture is talking about what is going on in the region at the time and then how to then apply these principles apply these lessons understand god's works for today in 2019 how it reflects on our society, how it reflects on human nature, and what we can do to not fall into the same traps that people fall into, and to understand where we can turn in times of trouble. And so it's in that light that we're going to talk today about Jesus feeding 5,000 with a mere five loaves of bread and two fish. And so if you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, it starts off and it says, when Jesus heard what had happened. So right there, when Jesus heard what had happened, if you tuned in last week, you know that last week, uh, right before this, they were talking about what happened to John the Baptist. John the Baptist is Jesus's cousin. John the Baptist baptized Christ. John the Baptist was the lone voice crying out in the wilderness to repent for the kingdom of God is near. He understood that Christ was coming. He understood what his role was. He spoke out against the leadership, the hierarchy in the country, and he was beheaded. And upon hearing this is where we, is where we pick up. It says, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by a boat privately to a solitary place. Now, if you heard that your cousin had just been beheaded in a jail cell, wouldn't you want to withdraw 
This is the humanity that Jesus uh, has. This is God in human form. That's why he came down in human form to experience our fallen nature, experience our pain and suffering, our hurt. And he withdraws to a to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns, just like any celebrity. Even today in 2019, if you hear a celebrities in town, somebody who's doing almost impossible things, people run to him. People go after him. They want to know. They want to see. They want to listen. They want to. Nowadays, they want to take selfies and they want to take pictures and. You know, if they had cameras they would and cell phones back then, they would want to do that to, with Christ also. So they're following him. It says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. He healed their sick. Like a good shepherd that he is, Christ recognizes the calling. Christ recognizes the yearning for righteousness. Christ recognizes the yearning in our lives for purpose and meaning. And if we and if we, we we seek it, he has compassion on us. He has mercy on us. He provides us with his grace. Throughout all the scripture, Christ never turns anyone away that asks him. He never turns anyone away. He heals everyone who has faith in him. He enhances the life of all of those around him. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food seems like a reasonable request we don't have any food here boss i don't know what we're gonna do you and i would feel that same way if we're staring at thousands of people and we don't have any food and it's getting nighttime in a remote place what are we gonna do that is a very common sense earthly worldly thing to say and to think But Jesus replied to them, they don't need to go away. You need to give them something to eat. It's got to be a shocker. We don't have anything to eat. There's thousands of people in front of us and you're telling us that we're supposed to give them something to eat. What kind of charity are you providing? kind of treasure are you providing what kind of time out of your day are you providing other people that need it what type of compassion are you providing people that need it what kind of love are you providing people that need it we have here only five loaves of fish or five loaves of bread and two fish they answered bring them to me he said and he directed the people to sit down on the grass 
taking the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men beside the women and children. You know, how many people, how many Christians that I've come across that love to say that this story, this portion of scripture is metaphor. It's a metaphor for sharing. It's a metaphor for caring. It's a metaphor for finding a way to to overcome obstacles and to to help the greater community do things and how uh, how we need to look to this to think about what we need in our lives and then to get rid of the things that we don't need and etc etc that is not what this scripture says It doesn't say anywhere in here that Jesus made a point. It doesn't say that Jesus shared what he had. Jesus Jesus shared what they had. Because together they grinded it out with only five loaves of bread and two fish. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not what it said. I read it word for word to you. Jesus said to bring them here to me. And he directed the people to sit down, taking the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to the heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then they gave, he gave them to the disciples and disciples gave them to the people and they all ate and were satisfied. Did they eat a little bit? Did they eat just a smidge? Did they eat just a crumb? 5,000 people? The moral of this story, ladies and gentlemen, is that with God, anything is possible. With Jesus, anything is possible. He has the power to feed you. He has the power to multiply the abundance that you have, whatever you've been given. If you've been given just a handful of food, he has the power to multiply that. Let us not forget when the Israelites came out of Egypt and they were traversing the desert and they couldn't find food. They didn't have sustenance. God provided manna from heaven for years. Not for, not once, not once in a while, not once in a week, not once a month. Every day for years. These are not metaphors. These are not examples twisted and turned to fit whatever narrative P 
people want to fit. You know, people use, I've heard people use this story. I've heard people use Jesus feeding the 5,000 as an excuse, as a, as a rationalization for communism, as a rationalization for socialism. You see, they took a little bit that they had and they broke it up amongst themselves and no one was greedy. They made the five loaves and the two fish work because no one was greedy and that we should all share everything. Somehow that, trains, that translates in their mind to a system of government. That is not what this passage is about. That is not what this story is about. That's not what Christ is talking about. And if Christ is talking about sharing, and if Christ is talking about the less fortunate, if Christ is talking about the needy, having compassion on those who need, he darn sure doesn't talk about the government doing it. He darn sure doesn't talk about Caesar doing it. He darn sure doesn't talk about giving up your possessions to the leadership and having them split it out amongst everyone. When he talks about sharing, when he talks about caring for the suffering and caring for the needy and for the poor, he talks to us individually. He talks about the gifts that you've been given by him that you should then turn around and share. But in this is not what he's talking about. This exemplifies, explains, exhibits the power that he possesses. It exhibits how far, how much God will provide for you for your family, for your community, should you seek him at all costs, should you follow him out to the remote places, should you stand around for hours to hear him speak, should you be in love with him, infatuated with him, rejoicing in him, seeking his word and his knowledge and his wisdom, what wisdom? The wisdom in the Bible, the wisdom throughout Scripture, the wisdom of his words, of his actions, of his deeds, of his example that resides here in the Scripture that we cover here every single podcast. Should you do this, should you seek him, All things are possible. You will be fed. No matter what it looks like, no matter how dire the circumstances are. You hear about it from the apostles' point of view. You hear about it from Jesus' point of view. Imagine if you're one of the 5,000. Imagine if you're one of the poor, hungry, huddled masses that are just trying to get eyes on Jesus. Imagine the fear that you would have. It's getting late. I don't have any money. There isn't any food out here. It says there were 5,000 men. 
besides the women and the children. There's women and children out there. Imagine being out there with your wife and child. Imagine being out there with your husband and child. Imagine the anxiety that's growing. It's late. It's cold. We're in a remote place. I can barely see Christ. There's 5,000 people out here. I'm hungry. My kids are hungry. What are, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? What's next? Where are we going to go? Anxiety starts to creep in. People start to murmur. And then Christ, in all his power and all his might, simply takes the bread and the fish and multiplies them for the masses. If you follow him into the remote, the remotest areas, the most remote areas, he will provide, he will sustain. That's how we move forward. That's how we know that things will be right. Don't listen to people when they say this is an example. This is just made up. This is a, a, a metaphor of, of, of how to act and how to share. No, sir. No, ma'am. This is an example that you should never count out the power of God. You can never count out the love of Christ and the power that he possesses and what he can do for each and every one of us in the most remote of places with the faith of a mustard seed. We will be filled. We will be satisfied. And there will be and there will be many much left over. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you that if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. ChristianAmericanTees.com. And pick yourself up some Christian American apparel, like a Christian American tee that I have on right now. Also, and this is important, for the podcast, for this show, for this video, for this audio I really need you we really need you to go to youtube.com search good morning Christian America in the search bar find the good morning Christian America channel and subscribe to the good morning Christian America podcast the channel that's this show if you listen to the audio or video either or go to anchor go to Spotify Go to Google Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts. And search Good Morning Christian America. And subscribe to this podcast. I think we found a pretty good solution for the studio that we're in right now. We're going to try to keep it. Things aren't easy and it's not like we ask for donations or anything like that. So uh, we're working with what we have in order to get God's message out to you guys. This is a community of Christian Americans by Christian Americans for Christian Americans. People who put 
Christ at the forefront of their lives and that love this country, that believe that Christ uh, laid the foundation for the most uh, influential, wonderful, you know, powerful country that has ever graced this planet and that we've done more good as a society than any other. And that's because we are founded upon Judeo-Christian values. We are founded upon individual liberty based on individual salvation. We are founded upon the idea that we are all made in the image of God and that He gives us rights. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's how you can help us. You can help us by going to Anchor or any of the any place that has a podcast and search Good Morning Christian America. Subscribe to the podcast. Go to YouTube.com. Subscribe to the Good Morning Christian America channel. That helps us stay in touch because we are fighting through some of the social media platforms and 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 what we believe is to be a massive downgrade of our uh, videos, a massive downgrade of our content. Uh, and it would not surprise us, and I'm sure it does not surprise you if, if that is happening. And we believe it is happening. So to, to make sure that you know you don't miss an episode of, uh, of the podcast, go to YouTube.com, go to any one of the podcast platforms and search us and subscribe to us. That helps us out a lot. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, until Friday, when we focus on the family, we want you guys to stay on fire for Christ. And I mean that. Stay on fire for Christ. Seek God's face. Seek his will for you. Seek the destiny he has in store for your life. It will make you a better person. It will increase your happiness. It will provide inspiration to get up every day and to seek out what Christ has laid out in advance for you. That's what we mean when we say stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.